night of the massacre, I was awakened by my family. My parents and five siblings were there. I was told we had to leave, and that was it. I will never forget the violence of the white mob when we left our home. I still see black men seeing being shot, black bodies lying in the street. I have lived through the massacre every day. Our country may forget this history, but I cannot. Welcome back. Monday will be 100 years since the Tulsa Race Massacre. 1921, a white mob burned several black businesses and homes to the ground, killing hundreds of people. The Greenwood District, where that massacre happened, will remember the day with exhibits. But this weekend's Remember the Rise event to commemorate the anniversary has been canceled. Event organizers say they had to call it off because of unexpected circumstances with some of the entertainers and speakers. It was set to feature John Legend and Stacey Abrams on your screen right now. They say they hope to reschedule for later this year. When the black hospital burned, white hospitals refused to take Greenwood's wounded. Those who bled to death included Greenwood's most prominent surgeon. Ultimately, one hospital did make space in its basement for black casualties. The number of dead is estimated between 150 and 300. Survivors included 10,000 now homeless African Americans. 6,000 of them were herded into internment camps and then released weeks later. Hey, party crashers. Welcome to another episode of The Uninvited. This is your host, Jerry Jones. Wherever you found us and however you decided to find us, you know, see? It's been too long. Look, however you found us and wherever you decided to find us, I'm so very glad you did. Please do us a favor. Please rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss another one of these fine episodes. I'm I'm, I'm trying to say that with a straight face <laughs> because it's been um, so long. Um, but if you should, you should rate us, and I hope that you will. Please give us five stars. Five stars feels like love. Four stars feels like the friend zone. And, you know, I, I would say in that regard, I feel like I have totally ghosted you. I totally ghosted you uh, as listeners. So the fact that you are listening right now tells me that you are a better listener uh, than I am a podcast host. Uh, it's been a while. It has been a while. I think, in fact, I believe that the last time we were together, um, Derek Chauvin was found guilty. Is that right? Was that the last time? Was that the last time we were together? So it it, 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 it certainly does feel that right now, uninvited, um, like that we're recording on... I don't want to say momentous because it doesn't it certainly doesn't feel like momentous occasion, but certainly um, noteworthy uh, occasions. So since the last time we were together, um, I took a road trip. I think I may have talked about it. I think I may have talked about the road trip uh, that my daughter and I were going to take um, to the great Southwest and uh it was it was amazing uh we started in 
we we drove from Kansas City to New Mexico, uh, and we started in Roswell, New Mexico. Um, Roswell, interesting little place. Um, we wanted to go there. My daughter was a big fan of a show. I think I think it may have been called Roswell, um, and wanted to go to the UFO museum. So we went to the UFO museum, and it was as hokey. As you might imagine, uh, as it would, but it was, um, it was less than what I hoped it would be, but it was nice. It was totally, it was fine. It was fine. It was totally fine. Um, but, uh, the other reason why we staged in Roswell is because we, uh, we traveled to Carlsbad, to the Carlsbad Caverns, which were absolutely amazing. If you ever get a chance to to visit the Carlsbad Baird, Carlsbad Carlsbad I cannot speak uh, the caverns down there absolutely take the opportunity to go it was you know it's just wow and it but, but it's also one of those things where it's like it's um, you know kind of the best of times and worst of times because while it was clearly a remarkable remarkable sight uh, just to explore the caverns you recognizing that you know we were on stolen land um which is pretty much the case for wherever you are in the united states which now that i think about it i didn't mean to stumble into the conversation that i wanted to have with you all today in that way um but yeah it, you know stolen land but that's that's America. Um, and as I'm as I, the words are coming out of my mouth, I'm like, oh, we had such a great trip. And and so then we, we cut across, we kind of cut across back across the state of New Mexico, which is a beautiful drive, by the way. A beautiful drive to New Mexico, windy as hell, cutting through parts of Oklahoma and Texas. Um. And cut across, spent some time in Sedona, which was, I don't want to, I don't want to go as far as to say transformative because that would, um, that would imply that I was one person when I got to Sedona and I was a completely different person when I left Sedona, because that's not accurate. Uh, it also implies that the transformation is complete, but I will say that the few days that we were there, um, something, something's different. I'll just say that something is different. Um, and there are these things I did not know about called vortexes. I feel like I've heard more about vortexes in the time that I was there and the time I've, I've been back. Um, that, um, and apparently there's a map of the vortexes in Sedona <laughs> and throughout Arizona, but, um, but I didn't know about the vortexes, uh, before I started to feel like physically feeling something like, uh, I, my, Anyway, I don't want to, you know, I might have to do a separate podcast on this on top of all my other separate podcasts. I do want you to know, Georgie, we are going to do the, 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 the podcast on words. Um, 
I'm so excited um, to to work on words uh, and uh, work on you know probably with my buddy Jeff work on um, and I'm oh super excited. I don't I don't want to I don't want to spoil it for you guys, but I'm going to be working on a project with my 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 friend Ken from back in the day that when we when we create it and release it i think it's just going to it's going to i feel like it's going to change the nature of a conversation um with regards to um a certain industry i'll just put it like that it's going to be awesome it's going to be huge i hate saying things are going to be huge now um <laughs> after trump <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just having a whole Michael Scott. Um, that's what she said. Moment. Um, but the trip was amazing. But yeah, so in Sedona, uh, I'm feeling like physically feeling a thing, and I, you know, I don't know if like if I'm something's going on. Like I, I thought maybe I was just kind of having like maybe, you know, some kind of nervous twitch or whatever, but. And then I found, I started hearing about vortexes while we were on uh, onto the Grand Canyon. And our tour guide, who's all into the stuff, was explaining like some of the things that you might experience uh, <laughs> when you're in a vortex. And Sedona is like a hub for vortexes in the United States. And almost all of the things that he described, like you feel... Um, like a tingling, sometimes your body twitches, um, you can become over, overwhelmed with emotion. All those things happen to me prior to understanding what the hell was happening to me. Um, and so I feel like I was having some sort of a, a spiritual experience. And, uh, but it was powerful. And to be honest... Uh, one of the things that, that came out of that, cause I, I don't know if, I didn't know if I told you this or not. I don't know why I would have told you or would not have told you, but, um, I took all my recording equipment. I had planned on doing shows from, from the road. And I, I think I'll, I think at some point I'll do that. But, uh, I got to tell you, I was just so in the moment and being present that, um, you know, with my, with my daughter that I just, um, I didn't want to. And, and then when I got back, um, I came back and I'm like, you know, I'm not, I am not going to focus my energy anymore on being angry at the world, which is, you know, I think part of the, <laughs> part of the charm, if there was any, uh, of, of the show is like digging into a topic and, and having some, some righteous anger and, and what I'm, what I, what I felt and what I'm still feeling is, um, maybe, maybe there are already enough actual intelligent voices and on, on this, on the things that I know nothing about, <laughs> um, which is part and parcel part of, you know, uninvited is like, I talk about things that I know very little about. I know a lot about a little, um, a little about a lot. Um, 
and you know maybe maybe there should be less noise and a part of that for me was like just listening um listening to not just myself uh, i think more importantly um kind of listening to wise voices um listening to nature listening to my body um listening to nothing sometimes i think sitting in silence um has been wonderful so all that being said the reason why there's been such a gap between the last podcast episode and this podcast episode is just because i'm allowing this whatever this i don't want to call it transformation but whatever the thing is that seemed to kind of start clicking for me it wasn't like oh like i I didn't reach an aha moment but there's like um there's kind of a steady even though it's slow it's steady clicking um and thinking about i don't know not only how i want to feel but how how do i want to be and how do i want to communicate with folks and commune with folks um so there's that um also a lot has happened man like we're 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 um no more mask mandate wow how are you all feeling about that by the way i feel like there's been a flip have you all noticed this have you all noticed that there's been a flip the flip being like all of a sudden um everyone who hated the cdc hated the guidelines couldn't stand dr fauci are all about touting the new cdc guidelines and those of us who i full disclosure okay uh we went to santa fe so leaving sedona uh we decided to to set up camp in santa fe for a couple days before heading back to kansas city because that's kind of a long drive for me now and um we did a little shopping and i'm not gonna lie i i bought I bought socks. I bought the Dr. Anthony Fauci socks. I got some Kamala Harris socks, some Joe Biden socks, uh, RBG, you know, RGB. Jesus Christ. Guys, forgive me. Like, I am. So, also, I've been watching 24 um, a lot. So much for centering yourself. <laughs> I uh, rewatched season five um, of 24 recently, and now I'm watching season seven. Of 24 the two best seasons ever of the show jack see here's the thing i even though jack bauer's character is super violent i feel like he is super clear and i would say even even though he's super violent i think he's pure of heart like he is just trying to save the country that's all jack wants to do all jack wants to do is save the damn country and to be that singular of mind is kind of zen, right? Isn't that kind of zen? I feel like it is. But in 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 season seven, uh, there's a couple of episodes where Jack is uh, getting some facts wrong because of something that happened to him. And so I'm like, am I channeling? Am I channeling uh, Jack Bauer right now? Uh, <laughs> oh man, we could use Jack Bauer 
We really could use Jack Bauer right now. Now more than ever. Um, if we could only get Jack to um, dismantle <laughs> structural racism. Can you imagine? Can you imagine, you know, Bauer gets called in. President Biden calls in Jack. Like, first of all, um, Jack probably would be held in some sort of, um, you know, black ops site, you know, for crimes against America that he committed. And the president has to give him a temporary pardon because he needs Jack for a special mission. And his special mission is like, Jack, you've got 24 hours to dismantle structural racism. He'd get it done. He absolutely... <laughs> this is so absurd. Did you guys miss this, by the way? Did you guys miss this? Like I told you, it's not completely transformative. And the clicks are slow and steady. Um, but I'm still... I'm, I'm still the same old irreverent me. Um, so, yeah. So the last time we talked, Derek Chauvin was going to jail. Um, and here we are this week. This is an, this is an interesting week, um, from a commemoration standpoint, because within the past seven days, so I'm recording this on May 31st, which is the hundredth year. Um, I don't want to say anniversary because that denotes something celebratory, but it's a hundred years ago today. Uh, was the the Tulsa um, massacre uh, where falsified accounts of a young black man assaulting a young white female uh, elevator operator um, sparked outrage of, you know, it does a disservice to call it a white mob. <laughs> it was, there are accounts of like air raids and bombs um it was an absolute massacre. It was, um, it was an attempt, an attempt at genocide, um, of, of the black community. Um, it was, it was attempt at racial cleansing is what that was. Um, uh, so it's been a hundred years. So that, so that there's that that's today. Uh, today is also, you know, the, the last Monday of May, we commemorate Memorial day. Um, for all of the, the fallen soldiers and for those who have sacrificed, um, you know, to, I, you know, I can't finish that sentence. I'm going to be perfectly frank and we'll talk about this in a minute. I can't finish the sentence. The sentence that I hear all the time is they sacrifice themselves so we can be free. Difficult for me to finish that sentence because it's not true for me. I'm not saying it's untrue. What I'm saying is that it is not true for me. And I will explain that here in a little bit. And also, we within this past seven days, uh, the 25th was the one-year uh, anniversary of um, George Floyd being murdered for the whole world to see by Derek Chauvin. So, you know, while it is Memorial Day weekend, also, Nikki Haley... What is, you know, so yeah. So you're like, didn't you just say that you didn't want to be angry all the time? Didn't you say you, you wanted to 
contribute less noise. Yeah, but you know what? It's been about seven weeks, so give a brother a break. So Nikki Haley apparently says that uh, Vice President Harris is unfit and unprofessional for wishing people a happy Memorial Day weekend. So isn't that what people are doing when we're, we're grilling out? We're drinking beer. We're taking float trips. Well, we aren't taking float trips. Okay. When I say we, I don't mean the collectively. Okay. Black, look, listen, you know, black folks only take float trips on um, scary movies where our role is to die. Okay. That's when we take float trips. And I'm going to, I'm going to tell you the truth. For most of my listeners, if you're on a float trip and you see a couple black dudes out there floating, just know that there is a mass murder out there uh, and they're going to get to them first. Um, but you don't want to be next. So we don't ski. This is this is this is the Jerry stereotype um, segment. We don't ski. Uh, and we don't float trip. Actually, I'm joking. We do ski and we do float trip. Here's the thing. Um, I love, honestly, I love seeing other black folks doing stuff. I love it. Like we, and I, I would encourage black folks, we, we need to be doing the stuff, man. And we need to actually stop doing the stuff. I said, oh, we don't do this. Black folks don't do this. Black folks don't do that. Come on, man. That's crap. Let's live life, man. There's all kinds of things that we ought to be doing. Um, have any of you traveled yet? Because, uh, I want to know what that's like. I'm ready to, I want to travel. I've got plans. Well, I don't have a plan yet, but working on a plan. See my homie Georgie, Copenhagen next year. Um, I want to do Paris. I want to do the Olympics in 2024. Um, and still need to do El Paso, Juarez, all that. Um, but yeah, so this week has been an odd week. Um, and for it to, the, the week pretty much kind of started with, with George Floyd. We've got Memorial Day and in Tulsa, it's kind of a juxtaposition of the challenge. And um, on the periphery of that, on the periphery of that, which is not what I'm about to say is not even on the level of the things I just talked about, but on the periphery of that, this past week, during the NBA playoffs, we have now seen um, four different incidents of um, of a white person, a white fan, all white males, hurling, literally hurling things, a water bottle at Kyrie Irving yesterday in Boston, popcorn uh, of a fan in Philly, um, on, on the Wessel rest book. Um, it, it may have been exactly a week ago, um, where in New York, a fan from the crowd tried to spit on, uh, an Atlanta Hawks player, Trey Young and John ja Morant, uh, who's a phenom, phenomenal player, young player out of Memphis, uh, while he was in Utah, uh, had some racial slurs. Uh, directed at him. So all of this is happening 
during this week on, on the periphery. And so what we're seeing is that it is hard it is hard to juxtapose for me George Floyd um, and and the Tulsa commemoration while at the same time we're talking about Memorial Day and we're saying thank you for um, thank you for your sacrifice. And I think the issue for me, the reason why I can't I, the reason why I can't just say thank you for keeping us free is because I find it incomplete. I do believe that the women and men who serve in the military are, in fact, doing to, the work to pursue, to help America, provide America an opportunity for freedom. Um, they are not fighting for our freedom. They are fighting for the opportunity for America to be free. And the reason why, the other reason why it's not, it's not easy for me is because they're not the only one. So, like, uh, I would, I, no one can legitimately say. That any any war that was fought prior to the Voting Rights Act, prior to um, the Civil Rights Act, no, it cannot be said that any person who wore the uniform were fighting for Black folks, or Indigenous people, or Latinx folks, or um, you know Asian American Pacific Islander folks. Can't be said because that would be a lie. That's not true. They weren't fighting for us to be free. Right. Um, but there are organizers. There are people who have been martyred. Um, who have fought for me, John Lewis. So for me on Memorial Day, I lift up John Lewis. I lift up Fannie Lou Hamer. Those people. Those people fought gave their lives for my freedom and yours, right? Um, and because America did not truly become a full, I, one could argue that maybe we haven't, but the closest that we've ever come to becoming a full democracy came in the form of the Voting Rights Act of 1965, and the Civil Rights Act of 1964, right? Um, so I would say that all of the work that went into passing those things, all the people who organized, all the people who took to the streets, all the people who over the, you know, the decades were fighting for policies at the local, state, and federal level, those folks are just as honorable as the women and men who put on the uniform so i'm looking at a more inclusive version of memorial day and so when i hear about people in uniform i feel like that's exclusive and because it's exclusive i am excluded from that 
So I can't, I can't get down with that. Right. Um, and which is part of, part of why I wanted to, to talk today, um, is we're a hundred years out. So you heard one of the sound clips was from a local Tulsa news station. And there was the, there was supposed to be the, the rise and I can't remember if they called it Greenwood Rise or Tulsa Rise or Centennial Rise. Um, but to commemorate, so there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of things done in Tulsa to try to, sh to shine a light on its past. And a big part of the challenge behind the scenes is that the, the known survivors of of the Tulsa massacre um, have not been involved uh, have not been invited to be involved in the there's a centennial project uh, and uh, where Greenwood was where Black Wall Street was has been part and parcel consumed by um, kind of business interest um, in fact, uh, I read a story just the other day that one of uh, some small black business owners are being pushed out of Greenwood because it, they can no longer afford to operate there. Um, but on this, on the, you heard that you know John Legend and Stacey Abrams were supposed to show up at this uh, centennial event, which, by the way, should be noted. I feel like John Legend. Um, he is like you. You know your event is special when John Legend is there. I mean, and I, I would say that if John Legend, like if he's not at your, at a, at a I'm, I'm not talking about like you're just your regular, you know, fundraiser, but like if it's like the hundredth year of this or the 50th anniversary of that, when John Legend's there, it's special. And if John Legend isn't there, is it really that special? Something to think about. Uh, but the reason why they didn't show up was because the, the Centennial Committee has been excluding the black community. They've been excluding the known survivors. Um, and uh, there, there were some demands. So apparently there's been tens of millions of dollars that have been spent into the redevelopment of Greenwood, even though that the development is not for black people. Um, and so what um, the the living survivors are saying is like, look, um, you're not going to use our name and our image to sell the Centennial without compensating us. And so uh, the committee offered to pay the three living survivors $100,000 each. And the other demand from the living survivors is that they wanted a sizable contribution to a reparations fund. Bear in mind, tens of millions of dollars have been spent on the redevelopment of, of the Greenwood area. Um, and so the committee offered $2 million for the reparations fund. And the living survivors are like, hey, uh, no, you're going to give us $2 million a piece because you have the money and you, you know, you've been, you've, more than like profited off of our name and our likeness to to sell to sell this and they said hey like no we we basically want to match so like if you've spent 50 million dollars 
in the development of this area, we want to see $50,000 going to the reparations for a reparations fund for the black community in Tulsa. Uh, and the committee balked at the 50 million, which is why Stacey Abrams and John Legend were not there. And it was just disappointing that the news story just made it seem like that John Legend and Stacey Abrams weren't going to show up, it, which that is not at all the case. Uh, what is the case is that as we are lifting up what happened in Tulsa, uh, the black community is being excluded. Uh, really from not only the commemoration, but from the land, which kind of comes full circle with where we started, which was the trip that was so amazing. Um, all of it was on stolen land. And so it's hard. It's hard to think about Memorial Day and freedom um, while we're all on stolen land. And, um, you know, and, and when most of, when many of us are from a people or different people groups who have been broken, broken down, right? It's just hard. And so I'm calling this episode, I'm calling this episode Big Courage because these are, these are the kinds of things that I think we need to start. Well, I don't think we need to start talking about these things. We, and be, first of all, these conversations are, have been happening for decades, right? So I'm not saying we need to start the conversation. I'm saying we need to join it. And I'm calling it Big Courage because I think it takes courage to, to say the things that need to be said. Um, and so all I'm, all I'm saying is that uh, I'm not going to be broadcasting every week uh, unless it is about things that we need to be talking about, things that we need to join the conversation about, and um, the things that aren't easy. And so... The next few uninvited podcasts that I do come out with are going to be a part of the Big Courage series. Um, and it may not feel very courageous for you, the listener. But for me, um, I've, I've never really voiced that publicly before. Um, and I don't want to sound ungrateful. I'm, I would not want to live anywhere else in the world. I do believe that America has the potential um, to, to be all the things that we believe it can be. Um, but I'm just saying that I, I, I find Memorial Day commemorations incomplete and um, exclusive. In that if we want to have a real conversation about what it means to be free and the sacrifices that it takes from everyday normal folks for freedom, then we've got to include, we've got to include the sacrifices of indigenous people. We have to include the sacrifices of, of Latinx folks. We've got to include um, the sacrifices of black people. 
Asian American, Pacific Islander, all people of color who um, have sacrificed and have, have bled and died for the promise of America. And until we do that, and until we're willing to have an inclusive conversation about it, um, I can't get down with it. That's where I'm at. Um, and so as we commemorate George Floyd's passing and the response, the American response, the civil uprising, I want to honor them. I want to honor all of you who took to the streets over this past year, not just for George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery, but for the name that all the, the folks that you've taken to the streets for really over this past man i you know i'm sure it dates back but you know to oscar grant and beyond um i want to honor you today um i want to honor our grandparents great-grandparents um who took to the streets and you know not just the, not just the 60s and 70s but when it when it wasn't even cool 30s 40s 50s and i want to honor all of you who have put on the uniform for the united states of america who have made the ultimate sacrifice or and willing to make the ultimate sacrifice for the promise all of you i want to lift you up and thank you um for everything that you've given um to this country and if you're a family member of those who have served in those capacities, I want to lift you up as well. Um, I have truly missed you guys. I've been thinking of you all. I hope that you have all been well. Uh, I am going to make a tourism plug that if you can, if you can um, get to Sedona. Um, and I would also say, um, if you're going through Arizona, going through, and this is one of the things I want to do in my next trip uh, through, you know, Arizona, New Mexico, um, support reservations. Um, you know, if you can spend money at the res, if you can, um, just because it's, you know, like I said, we're on stolen land, man, and uh, it's hard. I mean, we, we know we know it's been tough, especially over this past year, but it's really tough for those on the res. So um, just going to put that out there. But definitely Sedona, you will not regret it. Um, and um, yeah, look, until the next time, which I don't know when it's going to be, uh, I hope you remain to be good to yourselves uh, and each other. And um, yeah, I'm going to catch you. I will catch you on the flip side. Uh, they might have uninvited and look for announcements word series is coming um when ken and i when we kind of work on our series that's coming um so yeah things are things are gonna things are gonna be happening so i will not be a stranger that is a promise my promise to you uh until again i will catch you on the next episode of the uninvited peace